Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing pretty good. How's Addison doing? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, glad the day's over. Glad we're doing this and not uh, continually working. Yeah. Well, you know, the day's not over, fortunately. As far as work is concerned, it is. But yes. we have other things that I'm sure we'll be Now we we'll get to doing. have fun. Yes. But I don't know. That's all relative. Relevant? Is this is this, uh, is this Relevant? Fun? A relevant relative? Are we sure. getting into this again? Are we doing this again? Yeah. Did we do this before? Yeah. Two episodes ago, I think it was. We, we couldn't figure out whether relevant or relative was the right word. So. Well, fun is relative. And relevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> flammable so no, is inflammable. In this yes. weekend. Yes. Did you do anything fun? Uh, you know, spent some time with the wife, went out and watched a movie, uh, ended up uh, getting a chainsaw from them, so I've got a new chainsaw at the house, so of course I had to use that Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, cleared out some limbs and some... the top of a tree that had fallen down on the carport, so... I'd already gotten off the carport, but it was still, the majority of it was sitting out on the ground and needed to be so cut up, so. Which neighbors lost their limbs? Uh, all of them. Oh, yeah. definitely some limbs then. <laughs> were cleared out. Uh, so, I don't know. We had, uh, we had a good weekend, though. What about yourself? That was good. I, uh, a lot of family time. We're, we kind of mentioned it in previous casts, but <clears throat> been looking at RVs and. Ooh. Kind of trying to come to a decision of what works best for our family, and so a lot of kind of discussions of that. Little kids are all in. River couldn't care less, but such is the brain of an eleven-year-old. Um, but everybody seems to be into the idea of it, so we're kind of just keeping our eyes open. But uh, got a little time to work on the bike. Okay. Got the uh, got the engine out. So I'll post Ooh. pictures on Polarian for that. Really? Yep. <laughs> Nobody by else Polarian, of course, I mean Patreon. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've done that too. Man. <laughs> One of these times I'll get all of these words straight and I'll quit being uh, dyslexic openly. That's I'll, okay. I'll be a, a closet dyslexic. Will you? Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. So, except everybody knows now. Yeah. You and your Dr. Pepper in the closet. Yep. Well, that's who I talk to about my problems. Oh, yeah, okay. That's my doctor. Yeah. Well, Dr. Pepper. Does he give very good advice? Yeah, actually. Makes me feel a lot better. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't prescribe well when it comes to prescriptions I should probably have. But No, I think well. that'd be awesome if we could get those on Patreon, though. And for people those up, I did them. end up posting, back to that conversation, did end up posting the uh, the fuel filter case removal. Ooh. Got all that up. So okay. Just on the basic friend level or any other level, you can see all those posts. I'm, we're starting to use it more. Oh, okay. So okay. The oil about, filter case? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're starting to use Patreon more. Okay. So that'll be kind of our way of keeping everyone in the loop with social media. Okay. Um, of course, you can always visit either of our Instagrams, but Patreon will be the very podcast-specific social media account. Yeah, we'll have extra videos, clips, pictures. I think that's a great place for it. So kind of this Pretty weekend, cool got started kicking into it, Yeah, good. actually using it so more than just the basics. So it should be a, a viable option there to kind of learn more and keep up. Well, you won't give me access to it, so I can't post anything. No. Uh, there's a good reason, I'm sure. Yes. I don't know what it is. I've seen the things you like to post. Yeah. Flowers? Is that it? I don't know, man. I'm just asking you. What do I post? That's actually probably more of the issue. Not, not a lot. I know. That's that Ice fair. Thrasher account doesn't have a ton going on. Anyway. <laughs> so, so you tore apart the bike. Got the motor out. Got the motor out. Okay. So what? what's next? I mean, it looks like a scooter right now, if you look at the pictures. Well, your comment makes more sense when uh, when you describe it in person here. It does I wasn't sure what you were talking about when you said it looks like a scooter. But... I said the same exact thing in person. No, you said it in the via text. I know. I... Well, we had mentioned other things back and forth, so I didn't that's know that's fair. directly what you were relating to, and I was a little confused. As scatterbrained as this is for people, I sent you a picture our of the... conversations normally are just as bad. 
Yeah, we apologize in advance for this week's uh, conversation, but apparently neither of us are fully with it today. We're both a little mentally insane. Yeah, well, that's always been true. That's true. We're just hiding it less well this week. But, uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I sent you the frame, which okay. did look strange. I mean, that frame, man, that, that triple backbone that goes up, mm-hmm. cradling the engine, making the engine the stress member in it. When you get the engine out, it is a weird-looking, sad piece. Yeah. Not a lot going on there, but yet the back end, because it's the Interstate Edition and has all the baggage and the supports for that, is just massive. And you end up with this big hole right in the heart of it. So I think it adds, though, to why the motor stands out so much. It's because sure. that's all that's there. Yeah. Right? When you look at it, the fairings are off, or you're just looking at it with even the full-fairinged version. There's nothing around. There's no framework. There's nothing to distract you from that motor that's just so interesting and almost awkward in comparison to everything else on the road. So I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. It, it didn't have the same look with the uh, motor out that it did with your fairings off. Did you post a picture of that as well on Patreon? I haven't yet. Of okay. the the fairingless or the which yeah one? yeah the one where everybody's like, did you wash it beforehand? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll post some build pics and, and some updates on that. I didn't do that yet as we hadn't really talked it over as much. Okay. So after this episode, that's the intention is to start kind of going through that that cadence of build pics and what it's looking like to kind of let everybody keep up with it. Um, yeah, so what is the vision? The vision is to have basically the vision will be engine and frame, everything rear of the down tubes we'll call it they go down the back of the engine will basically be clipped okay uh and then from there i'll i've got a some artwork i did i actually spent some time this weekend Ooh, interesting uh drawing up some options for it and then i've got some kind of pictures i made blank pictures of of uh black and white tanks and and it's not black and white it's just white paper tanks right that i can get onto the computer and play with some color options and okay. what I want it to look like with okay. regard to paint scheme, kind of yeah, give a little yeah. a little feel for it, print out a couple of options and have plenty of right, blank pictures that I can draw up some options and, and try to figure out what I want it to look like. But uh, yeah, basically what I want to do is fab up, weld up, well, it'll be bending, welding, creating my own subframe that'll weld onto the current frame. Sure. Uh, and it'll run back and basically pull... Uh, a very different looking seat out of it. I know a lot of guys will do mm. a kind of a bobber seat. A lot of guys yeah. will go with a cafe seat. And I'm looking to do something very different than both of those. Really? It has an integrated rack on the back. Because mm. I do like to bring stuff along when I go places. I don't so a rack that is always apparent or something. Correct. You said integrated, but yeah. I'm just making sure that this is not something that can be removed. So everybody's going to see. So the rack will always rack. be part of it to the point. Yes. I like to have my rack out for all to see. Okay. Just making sure that's the, <laughs> that's I don't point. know why it took me until you finished that sentence to catch on, but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, integrate the taillight into the rack is the plan and okay. kind of have that be the, the structure for hiding the wiring under the seat coming okay. out through the back there. I mean, you haven't shown me a picture of this, so now I'm just thinking, is this something that's low profile, like very slender and, and sleek? What does this look like? It's relative, the, the rack idea itself is relatively low profile, but the, the seat will be fairly large, almost a double mm-hmm. seat, allowing a little bit more storage. I like to bring stuff with me. I don't necessarily like the side bags. Yeah. On a practical standpoint, I love the side bags on the bike, mm-hmm. but for a day to day look, not really my thing. Wait, wait. So, okay. So is the intent of this build to be a, uh, commuter mostly, or is this something that you're also planning on doing short trips? Long trips. I mean, what? Where do you see this? If you're putting a rack on it, you're anticipating bringing something with you. And I know you don't like to have your backpack on when you're commuting, so that kind of makes sense even for the short commutes. But where does this go? And I guess before we get into this too much, I mean, how much are you wanting to unveil right now? So, I mean, it'll. I will plan to commute with it right mm-hmm. around town. I. I don't like to build garage queens. Hmm. I like to have items that I'll, I'll use and run and, and ride. 
Um, so the point of the rack is so that I can use it to come to work or, yeah. or go to different places, run some mm-hmm. errands, whatever, have it be a fully functional, usable bike, not just a showpiece. Yeah. Um, but I want to do it right. I mean, I, I was just showing Brad kind of mock-ups of that image that I, yeah. that I no, created. I like it. I like it. And that, uh, you know, kind of make it be fully functional, but something that's different, kind of a look, uh, a tracker build that's different than a lot of the ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to draw a lot more. I used to get into the art form of of art. industrial art and whatnot. Oh, okay. But uh, it's been a while. And the kids this weekend really wanted to do all kinds of stuff, wanted to spend time with us, mm-hmm. uh, with me this weekend. My wife had some things to do with her sisters, so I ended up with the kids a lot. Oh. So I kind of sat them down, let them draw. I printed out a bunch of pictures of bikes, and they could color black and white. They could color them how they wanted. Sure. Kind of made it a draw your own bike moment where I can get my good art stuff out and kind of mm-hmm. play with a little bit. So built myself, you know, drew up kind of my mock up of what I want it to look at. Yeah. So looks I've good. got a vision like for what I want. Um, I'm really hoping to, you know, to realize that vision. Some of that bending and, and complex compound curves are going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. With what I've got, it might be some of me just, you know, fat, putting them up on CAD and having to outsource that bending. Um, I've got some capability, but to do yeah, it right. Yeah, because to buy the be tools would be a few hundred dollars at least. At least. And then more if you want to get something long term for production if you decide to offer this through the Slacker Moto yep. uh, shop. So. I think it looks cool. I think it's a good direction. Are you, is that something that you're going to share with the with our listeners? Probably not. I, I think it'd be more fun to see the final reveal. Okay. Just to kind of and and with that, I'll have that image. Right yeah. when the bike's yeah. done and built, it'll have the original mock-ups with it mm-hmm. uh, in in images. But um, I'd like to kind of get this done. I, I've got a schedule set up. I spent some time this weekend kind of scheduling out my time and understanding what I need to do to get this done before the end of this year Mm -hmm. Um, we've got a car show coming up in august i'd like to have progress made it may not be painted and finished but it'll be runnable rideable oh that's the goal runnable rideable that is coming very quickly yes and maybe unpainted but ready to go yes um i mean the engine itself we'll see a lot of this also depends on what it looks like when i tear it down which the goal is by the end of this week have the engine done torn down and analyzed Mm -hmm. for the immediate need items yeah. And if they're not that bad, if it's just replacing parts, then I'm going to order all the bearings and do it right. Sure. Have the engine fully rebuilt back down to basically brand new. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of planning that goes into that and ordering and I'm waiting on that. So I can get the fab on the frame done, disassemble everything else and get the fab on the frame done, um, while I'm waiting for parts to come in. Right. So, so where does this fit in with the IT and the other bikes? The IT is permanently on the back burner. Permanently. Seems that way right now. Uh, but the JT1 is ready for paint for the most part. And you just okay. went with me today to go pick up some, some basic primer and get it set up to, oh. to work right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the JT1 I'd like to get built, um, and at least back on the road. Uh, I was looking to do more of a, of a restoration on it, but it's just going to be a mechanical restoration for this point. Sure. It's not a priority on my list with these older, with these CXs and these other bikes that I'm a lot more excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get the frame restored and then the engine's already been rebuilt. So just get it runner. And from there I can work on custom fabrication and body work right. as necessary. But I'd like to have it running and riding and not in pieces as it's been sitting a little bit too long in my, in my opinion. Yeah. No, so that's fair. And I'm going to get some progress on it on, so and yeah, and redo it with, with the family. It's, been busier, and mm-hmm. I unfortunately didn't know that I, well, fortunately and unfortunately, was going to go with an older bike that needed some work or that I wanted to do work on. Mm-hmm. Right, with the scramble of the JT1 was the build. But. Right, and originally the intent was if you went with something older that you would just ride it through the summer and then start on it in the winter, and then you found this awesome parts bike that could be resurrected and brought back, and it's a great candidate yep. for these customizations without taking apart one that's just ready to rock. Yeah. And that, so I'll have the one, I'll have my daily, right. Mm-hmm. And I'll have the one that's ready to rock and, and has everything it needs. Right. Um, to run through the year, if not longer. And, and then I'll have the custom. That'll be the, kind of my, my real fun bike. Sure. Does a lot more than I want. And, you know, puts the other one to shame with regards to weight and stability and all of the, 
appearance. things that make it fun to ride. Appearance, yeah. definitely. I mean, that's not hard. Uh, I don't know. People love the, the GL500, but appearance, in my opinion, isn't that hard to beat. But uh, did find the, the frame bend. What? It's on the rear seat mount. The rear seat There's mount. There's a cross member there that, that basically supports the two frame rails that run back and meet at the end of the tail section. Yeah. Right? Hoop, hoop it together at the back. Uh, and right there on where the seat would mount or sit on the rear has a pretty good smash in it. And that's where it's just slightly off. And that smash has knocked the left side or the right side the way that you actually look at a bike. If you're looking down the bars, yeah. the right side of the bike is smashed down just ever so slightly. But because that's so far forward on the subframe, yeah. by the time you get to the rear tire, it's that whole, you know, three inch shift. Yeah, because it stood out. I mean, I was sitting there behind it, and you were chatting with the guy, and I'm like, there's something not right here. So it's definitely a subframe damage. Yeah. Frame's good. Everything, the the tank mount and the seat pin are all solid, and where they should be, it is something that, if you're doing a custom, would be easy to clip. And That is just so weird, and there's no sign of impact, a heavy impact on that side. No, so I probably went down with something else on it, or... Somebody Other parts or, yeah, in the dirt. Yeah, maybe. And, and just kind of bent in that little cross member bending the rear frame up. That is on just the left weird. Side. I'm glad you found it, though. And so because you're going to be doing this customization that you were showing me with this bike, I don't know if that's really going to matter. No, I can cut it well, well advance of that and yeah. fab up my own subframe back there. So. Sweet. The intention would be, what I've always liked to do when I've worked on Jeeps or other vehicles is a... Uh, as a sleeved, tube sleeved insert. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a nice part is if I cut n- none of the sections that would still be usable for an inserted tube are none of the damage to it is close enough to the main frame. Sure. That, um, that I, I, I could keep, you know, a number of inches of the subframe as it goes back to use as a weldable tube insert slot. So. Sure. Yeah, everything looks pretty clean to be able to really do what I want with it. Um, a lot of it's going to be making sure I can get those compound curves that I'd like to do. Make it very different. I think you'll be able to factory. figure something out. I'm so, not too worried about it. Got the ability to, to bend three-eighths, but I want to use obviously bigger than that for this. Just so. uh, use square tubing. I know guys that do. <laughs> and it's fully functional. You could do You could do pie cuts on that and it'd be a lot of extra welding. Yeah, and a lot less smooth. Something about compound curves is just so smooth looking. Yeah. It looks finished. Yeah. I know. I understand. I get it completely. Welded looks garage build. Yeah, if you did that as a theme throughout the bike. Yeah. It's it's fine on exhaust, but. Yeah, everybody always, everybody's always showing that off on Instagram. On the exhaust. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole bike is that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I'm out. Okay. That seems unfinished and concerning to me. I don't like it. Okay. Well, I guess if we do it enough, then you can make it look smooth. <laughs> but no, I'm not for that. <laughs> I think it's going to turn out awesome. I'm waiting. I can't. I'm wait. excited. I, I've got some momentum. I've been working on it. You know, chipping it away every day. Got the engine out. It's now in the garage, which is easier to get out there and plug away, no matter what the weather does. Sure. It's to turn a little bit this week, and it's not sitting in the driveway, so I can get cracking on it when on rainy days and when the kids are being good and whatnot. So it allows me to kind of. Get both sides of the equation done. Okay, and so. you were in the middle of trying to sell something. Did you get rid of the scooter? Haven't yet. Um, so that's kind of what I want to talk about today, is the Ooh. joys of selling on Craigslist and Facebook. Oh, all right. Now, we're talking motorcycles, because that's what we talk about. Okay. But in this, we're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about that we've tried to sell. Because okay. fortunately for everyone in the world, Craigslist and Facebook are fully available for vehicles, for shelving, for couches. For socks, for underwear. That's always my the most <laughs> awkward thing I ever see is every once in a while in those Facebook marketplaces, you'll see somebody selling used underwear. Yeah. And apparently there's a market for it because people do it, but I cannot <laughs> even imagine. So, uh, Brad, my question to you is tell me your worst experience selling through Craigslist or Facebook. I have to say, because I've heard of so many other uh, horrible stories of selling on Facebook and Craigslist, offer up, I haven't done a lot. And I'm to the point where I really need to start doing something, <laughs> is what that really means. Oh, I think painful. the worst that I had is I sold, but, and it wasn't even that bad. I sold a uh, washing machine. 
that was in good working order. It had good hookups and everything else, good uh, hoses for it. And met the guy, had no problems, and all of a sudden the next day said it wasn't working. And he was going to keep the hookups but wanted half of his money back. At that point, I didn't really care. I was getting something out of it. But now I've got this washer machine in my carport that I don't want. Nice. That's my horrible story. And that's not a very horrible story. No, that's not bad at all. (laughs) You've you've been lucky if that's your worst case. Yeah. My best case was selling a uh, Datsun 620 pickup with a 280Z straight six motor in it, hydraulic bed, shaved doors. It was uh, pretty rough. needed to be restored. But... Uh, listed it for more than what I bought it for in the early 2000s over here in Portland, and I sold it in 36 hours, no questions asked. Nice. Received full offer. The guy was tickled to death to get it. I did have to hold on to it for a whole nother day before he could pick it up, but it was gone, and I haven't heard back from the guy. I call that a success. So a lot of people told me I could have sold it for twice as much and for in 36 hours. Yeah, now, I'm sure I could have, but it was a smooth sell and there's something to be said about that. that. That's absolutely true. Now the question I would have for you, what was the price point on it? If you're willing to offer that up, it was a $600, $600 non-running head. Now, was I'm off. impressed by your conversation then. Why is that? Now the, the trick might be that you could have gotten a lot more for it. Yeah. And that's why it was smooth. Cause what I'm finding is anything under two grand. It's a flipping nightmare. Really? Everybody, apparently everyone and their mom has a couple thousand dollars floating around. Huh. I don't and know so if that's true, but get, anyway. Uh, I know I don't okay. often have that money floating around. I can't just go buying whatever. But, man, you get messages. So I got a scooter, right? 650. Yeah. yeah. Running, riding. Yeah. Doesn't have a title, but it's got Oregon plates. Yeah. 50cc. Yeah. A little rough, but not bad. You don't bad. need much. It's been down in the past. Yeah. I've never laid it down, and I, you know, I don't know much of the history i knew the person that owned it before and i know they didn't lay it down they learned yeah. on it but okay slowly enough to not throw it down like a dum-dum sure so for different reasons it. I guess that's jumping it. yeah i mean you can go down for different reasons so it doesn't necessarily mean you're dum-dum if you throw it down on a scooter but you know it's i don't know i don't have a ton of history on it other than i knew the person that owned it for a year prior to me and i've had it for a year and a half and it runs rides great yeah um and it's 650. And if I had a dollar for every time I was asked, does it run or ride, despite what the ad says, I'd mm-hmm. be a hundred air. Really? I have had so many comments and questions, especially on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Craigslist, I get a whole lot of, I get a couple of good emails, but a whole lot of dumb emails of clearly people that aren't really interested or, hey, would you take $20? The kind okay. of thing that we would send to each other when we post something yeah. as a joke. Yeah. But these people are not joking. Yeah, I can't remember what I tried to trade you last yeah. time. But same idea <laughs> of like the stuff that I would do to a friend as a joke. Yeah. That these people are legitimately offering. Yeah. Uh, apparently everyone has a dinghy to get rid of. A dinghy. Yeah. You know, a small boat. Oh. You know a dinghy? A dinghy. If you have a large boat, you can throw a small boat called a dinghy on it. Oh. Everyone's got a, a dinghy that they don't use anymore because i've been offered four dinghy trades for the scooter i don't know what about selling a scooter means i want a tiny boat without an engine (laughs) but Mm. apparently that's a one-to-one oh really in common knowledge i'm I'm out of the loop on that um but all kinds of crazy comments and so many people i had 15 people come on saturday to look at it they actually came do you know how many came (laughs) one no that would have been great because it would have been sold. Because I'm willing to work on the price. Yeah. No, zero. Not so a, 15 not people said up. that they were going to come and you said show 15 up. 15 different people like, can I come Saturday? Now, only three or four of them actually scheduled the time. <laughs> but they but actually scheduled showed up time. either. <laughs> oh, well, wow. between here and here. I wasn't too worried. We were out playing, hanging out with the kids, and it was fine. I was outside working yeah. on the other bike. If I needed to meet somebody at the high school or wherever, I would have met them. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, but it, it wasn't any skin off my teeth. It's just annoying. Yeah. It's really weird because on mine, you, you, to your point, it's about the same price as your scooter. Yes. But for mine, after looking at the market, it was a, it was a good deal. It, it was a non-runner and other ones that were completely stock in that condition would have gone for maybe a couple hundred dollars more. This one was definitely very custom. There was a lot of work that had been done on it. You had to want this truck sure. in order to get into it. But I don't know. I went with the very first guy that uh, sent me an email and answered his phone. And then I called the other guys that left their uh, phone numbers and said, hey, I'm 
going to be showing it. And after that guy looks at it, you're next in line or you're third in line, right? So I was trying to play it right. I was trying to be nice. I could have played the first one here with money, sure. gets it, but I wasn't in a rush. And this guy seemed uh, interested. He was probably 18, 19 years old. Came, showed up in a 280Z car. So I'm like, this is the, this is a right fit. This guy knows these things at least to some extent. Sure. Okay. And, and it went, and it went fairly well. Like I said, it went very well. As soon as I had him use the hydraulics to lift the bed, he pulled out 600 bucks, gave it to me. <laughs> he was super excited. Nice. Yeah. But to, that you were getting this many emails on it. I don't know. Maybe it's gotten worse. I did this about, oh, three years ago, four years ago that I sold mine. I can't imagine it's any better or worse than it was. Now, have you used Facebook Marketplace? I have not. Well, no, I did. That's where I sold the uh, washer through. Okay. And I was somebody in Sandy, and they met me, and I did a truck swap from my truck to theirs. They ended up calling me, said it didn't work. I said, oh, well, you know, it was working when I did it. Did you try this? They did. I tr- they tried something. I, w- I think it was the, the lid switch I'd bypassed already, right? So I knew this, and I told them that as I sold it. They didn't want to check it. They didn't want to mess with it. They were kind of upset. But at the same point, wanted to keep the hoses, so they were kind of being nice. Gave me half of the money that I wanted for the whole unit. So I couldn't complain too much. But, uh, yeah, it went pretty smoothly. Now, my wife has used Facebook Marketplace and has used uh, just like the, what is it, what is it, the the different groups? Offer, uh, oh, yeah, 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 on Facebook Marketplace. You're <laughs> yeah, there's like the, the free groups and then there's the sell for sale in the, Sandy yep, or whatever gotcha. it may be, right? Oh. So many times she's tried to sell something, and then she'll wait at a Safeway parking lot or something for somebody to show up, and they never show. Or sure. it's going to be an hour, and it's like we live, ha- you know, fifteen minutes away. It's not like we live at Safeway. I don't, sure. I don't know. Maybe they think that's true, but it's not. I thought everybody did. Is that just I me? think that selling in general is just a pain. I avoid it because I hear about these things. Yeah. My wife tries to buy on eBay or sell on eBay. She sells on eBay, and it's crazy. You'll get people that'll bid and never pay. And it's like there's other people that would have paid the money on eBay for that item, that sweater, that shirt, whatever it was. And then here at some point later, she realizes that uh, she's out. And yeah, sure, PayPal or whatever, eBay will give you some of your money for listing it back to you so you can relist it again. But it's like, who knows if you're going to get the same amount? You got up to $30, $40 on that pair of pants. Is it going to get there again? Who knows? Yeah. Right, because you don't have the same bidders, so it can be a headache. I don't think it's isolated to one one platform. I think it's just people in general That's that fair. splurge, and then it comes time to actually cough up the Pony money, up. and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> wait, I don't know," because it happens at stores too. I mean, how many times have you been at a Target or Walmart sure. or anywhere else, and you see people in? the customer service line to return stuff every time you walk by or even somebody's just, returning. So they, sure. the problem is they're in there and they splurge by and they immediately get their hands on it. It's not like they have to actually meet with you to pick up your scooter. They get it right away and then they go home and then they're like, Oh, what did I do? I can't, I can't eat. I got to go back. Right. Or whatever the case is, or why did I buy this? Or who knows? Sure. So I don't think it matters. I think this is just a common problem. It's just isolated. It, it, it comes to surface more because we're sitting here and we're the ones selling it. Now, transversely, okay. only a few months ago, I sold a 2015 Triumph Scrambler customized. Yeah. If my opinion tastefully customized. And the dude that bought it's opinion tastefully customized. Yeah. yeah. He changed a few things. But, um, but he changed a few, but that, that's what those bikes are for. Personality, yeah. That's why it's got a healthy aftermarket. Because you can do whatever you want to those Triumphs. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, I sat on it for a while because I was asking a fair price, but it was tastefully customized. And I was like, looking to while get... you were crying, you were sitting on it yeah. at his house and yeah. he, you just went and let him have it? Yeah. Okay. There was some of that a little. It was a very long I, trip up. I'm sure it was. And the second the transaction was done, I felt very good about it. But that three hours north was very much me like, really, do I want to get rid of this? It was kind of an awkward, I have to say that yours was kind of awkward, but it went really smoothly it given how weird. weird it was. Yeah. Yes. But it went smoothly, and the dude was super stand-up, and it was a great... I mean, we still texted back and forth for a little while. We haven't heard anything to, you know, back and forth for a little bit, but that's okay. We each have our separate lives, and yeah. we weren't friends before the transactions, so that's fine. But it was very smooth, very cool. Yeah. Worked out great, and it was not a low-price item, nor was it a generic item, right? Sure. It had a lot of customization and was sure. very much its own thing. Similar to maybe your Datsun, where somebody sees it, and yes, these are the custom parts I want, yeah. so there's no question... I wouldn't have showed up if I didn't want this custom stuff you listed. 
Yeah. Right? I would buy the generic one for $500 less. Yeah. Or in your case, for $100 less that's in the same condition or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that that worked out very smoothly. But, man, I, I mean, we've sold – we've given away fridges. <laughs> That are, you know, the freezer doesn't, or the, what was it? We gave away a fridge recently that we were given. So there was no reason to sell it and try to make money on something that was gifted to us. Yeah. That the fridge didn't work, but the freezer did. And it was a double door equal sides. So we just yeah. used it as a garage freezer. Yeah. And the fridge, I just stored like soda in it. That That's would really stay weird. Freeze, fridge, you know, would stay ice, empty ice box cold. Yeah. Right. It would stay room, not room temperature, but slightly colder. It's yeah. basically what you'd get. Okay. But it was fine. You put your, right. You put your box of drinks in there. Yeah. And then you transfer your three into the fridge at a time or whatever you need. So it worked great. And so we were done with it because we got a real freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're we like, okay, don't need this. Put it out on the curb. Put it up on one of them sites on Facebook. Yeah. We had four people come by and like, I don't know. It's too much. It was too free. much. <laughs> it was free. <laughs> Like showed up in you know, what, what a Honda Civic hatchback. And you're like, what? What? Will you deliver it? No, it's free. <laughs> it's like free. borrow a trailer, ask a buddy. I will help you load your truck. Yeah, I'm not looking to like kick it over into the top of your car. Yeah, but no, if that's I'm not, what you wanted. Sure, you but whatever. show up here and see that I have a truck and suddenly ask me to drive it back across town with you. No, it's free. I mean, uh, even free stuff. I've just had, I don't know. So the scooter has really brought this back. I was talking to a buddy at, at church on Sunday. Okay. That, uh, he's selling a Polaris side by side, a, a six like passenger, a like not the Razor, but the oh. nice, like workhorse version. Oh, okay. The UTV workhorse utility one. Yeah. Um, they live kind of out in the woods and are looking to come closer into town. So they're selling a lot of their wood stuff. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so, I mean, granted, it's a little hard to get. That's the problem I have is I'm basically in the middle. Washugo is not in Portland, but. I'm yeah, in the middle of Washington. It's a mainstream area. I'm not out in the sticks. I'm not yeah. in the boonies. It, my address is on any map you could ever find. This guy's out in the sticks. And he's same similar thing. Well, tell me the same story. That he's got a perfectly viable, somewhat expensive, but generic UTV. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy different about it. I mean, I think it's got some of the nicer custom factory options, right? Sure. Hard tops and yeah. side you know, doors. and it's set up for them. It's and set up to be out in the woods. Yeah. And you can ride it in the rain kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, same problem. Just people emailing and texting left and right and trying to set up times and never showing up. I'm just surprised by this. So I, I don't know that we need to dwell on it too much. I was just curious what your experiences were. And I'd love to hear what anybody listening, what everyone that's listening, what their experiences Mm. are, because I know we're not isolated and having terrible and good experiences. Okay. Yeah. But I, I guess the disclaimer I've got a lot of this is, is what should you do? Brad, you just found a... Yeah, this is a you good point. You just found an Indian Scout yep. for $9,000, okay. lightly used. You were thinking about possibly buying the 1150. Yeah. Right? The 11,500. 11, mm-hmm. You're looking at that. You're thinking, but you just found a $9,000, really good example, barely used. Okay. Why not take $2,500 off? Okay. So 11,500 for a new one, maybe 13, whatever they are. And sure. I just found one that was lightly used, for last year's model, off. same exact everything. hundred miles dollars all day on those I've cruisers. got the money now to actually make the purchase or I'm wanting to inquire about it and see how, I mean, to what extent am I at? Because, okay, so for me, you I don't mind the... contacting somebody. So let's talk first. About something. Okay. I'm serious enough that I'm really wanting to maybe buy this. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's the right one or if I want to actually make the transaction. I'll tell somebody something's cool and ask for a little bit of information. But the one thing I'm not going to do is lead them on for a purchase. I'm not going to ask if it runs, if it's a runner. I'm going to ask other types of questions. Sure. Like, what have you done on this bike? Is there anything custom, potentially, if there's no statement about what's been done? Or have you ever taken it on a trip? Or just trying to talk about the bike. I'm, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not in that position where I'd spend that much money. But I've seen other things like, okay, I was looking at lawnmower parts recently. I'm looking at a bagger system. There's a guy that lives quite a ways away, Colton, but is listing it in Portland. Okay, so this is on your way to Detroit Lake in essence. And I'm like, okay, you have a bagger. How much are you wanting for it and what's its condition? If that's as far as I go with it, that's as far as I go with it on his response to me. But I'm not going to say, you know what? Let's meet and then take it back, take, go back on what I say. If I'm going to meet somebody, I'm going to meet them. And as soon as you tell me that I can't come and see it, I'm going, whoa, 
that's weird. And I know that you've had scenarios similar to that where you were looking at what was a Nighthawk 750 earlier this year. Yes. Where you were going to go and look at it and yes. you asked if it ran. Yes. And the guy said yes. I and then followed, it led on to some really weird stuff. I followed up and asked, okay, well, how does it run cold? Right. Because that's uh, anything will run if you preheat it or, you know, jumpstart it or, it or yeah. right? So I can starter fluid all kinds of crappy bikes that don't run. Mm-hmm. Right? Get get some pure ethanol in there or whatever. Yeah. You know, pure alcohol in there and they'll burn up. They'll burn real fast and mm-hmm. get warm up real fast. But yeah, I asked if it ran cold and, oh, there's no difference. Well, can you show me? Like, what do you mean there's no difference? There's always, it's a carbureted bike. There's always a difference. Mm -hmm. Right? How much choke do you need? How long does it need choke? There's a difference. I'm not a Mm dum-dum. I've used bikes. I have lots of bikes. Your your, your question, although similar similar to what your complaint was earlier, was very pointed and directed, and it was being more specific as opposed to the generic, Correct. does it run? Correct. And truth be told, didn't find out it didn't run or had whatever the problem was until I was halfway to the dude's house an hour away. Mm-hmm. Right? Let, thankfully, I was headed that way because I have family in that area anyway. Right. I scheduled the trip for that reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was frustrating to like have all of the buyer conversations to make sure I'm getting what the dude says it is to verify that with pointed questions. Not asking, hey, does it run? But mm-hmm. hey. Does this run? How is the cold start on it? Yeah. You said it runs. I believe you. How hard is it to start? How, you know, how long do you crank it before it cold starts? Yeah. What's the story? If I leave it out for a week, will it start up again? Right. How's the battery? How's the cold start? These basic, very specific questions that I agree. I wouldn't have asked if I wasn't going to show up with money. Yeah. And which was the plan. I was in the car ready to buy, you know, had the truck, drove the truck that day. So I could load it into the back of the truck. Mm Mm-hmm. Wasn't looking to, uh, you know, I would have driven the car and gotten better mileage out to the family. But, sure. You know, I agree. But I, okay. I, I agree. It wouldn't really pose those questions unless I'm I'm willing to buy. The point of other, I mean, we're talking about trailers. Was looking at a couple of tent trailers and I've scheduled visits and gone and looked at them. And I'm bringing my wife because she's going to be the okay. final sign off of whether okay. she would use it. Because I would use anything mm-hmm. that keeps me dry at night. Um, in fact, if you look at my actual tent, I'll use anything that keeps me wet at night. It doesn't even have wet. to be waterproofed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still use it in a rainstorm, apparently. Um, <laughs> after this last trip, very clear that happened. But, you know, make sure she was, it's something that she's comfortable sleeping in. It's and okay that you wet the bed. And, well, you know what? Sometimes when it's just raining at night, that sound, it just. You're with a group of guys. Yeah. And it just happens. Warm cup of water next to you. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> But, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's instances where I've contacted somebody and maybe so, I wasn't a hundred percent dedicated to purchase something, but the last thing I'm going to do is say, I want to buy it and that I am going to meet them somewhere. So that, that's on me to pay. Maybe, maybe, what do you think? Is that the last thing? Would you want somebody contacting you about your scooter? Just asking a couple questions other than that. Does it run? So it's something yeah, that other than I'm what's okay stated. With real questions. Okay. Even I'm, if they're not going to buy it. That's fine. Yeah. Now, I disagree. If you have no intention of buying it, mm-hmm. what are you doing? No, no, no. I know. But, okay, so for me, I'm not going to contact you unless I was somewhat intrigued. But maybe if it's something completely custom or different, like an electric go-kart that the pictures are really vague on, I'm like, oh, sure. that could be cool. Maybe he would take less for it. But what is this thing? Your picture sucks, in essence. Now, to your point. Tell me about the voltage and batteries and other things. Now, I know I have my own opinions, and we're really only expressing yours at this point, and I'm okay with that, because yeah. I'm a very opinionated person. Yeah. When is the right time to lowball someone? Because oh. my first question I've gotten on many of these emails or messages on Facebook is, will you take 50 bucks? Will uh, you but, take okay, $200? So, okay, so what do applications like OfferUp prompt you to do? Make an offer. And when you make an offer, I did it earlier. It was on a treadmill. Okay. It was. A, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole different story. We'll have to get into later. Brad, you feeling a little lazy these days? Well, I'm just going to leave it there because it doesn't matter what I say. It's for the it's dog, not, right? Yes, yes. In it's essence. so hard. No, to get it's not. It's for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. So if you try to do an sure. offer up, have you ever done this? Make an offer on. I've offer never up. made an offer. I always okay. ask a question. I. Okay, so two I tried to do make an offer, and I thought that it would give you the opportunity to make a statement, explanation, or something along those lines about interesting this. 
right? And what you're trying to do and why, you know, justifying why you would spend that money or why it should be this amount. No, it didn't have it. So I just pushed, okay, whatever, 50 bucks on something that was listed at 130. Now that is low. I didn't offer five. I didn't ask for free, but it was still, for me, it's like they're $300 new and you're asking for this and who knows how old it is. Sure. If they want to take it for 50, do you want to get rid of it? I'll give you 50 bucks. I made an offer, but I couldn't put a justification down for why I wanted to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just telling you my experience. As a seller, ask me a couple questions. Show yes. me you're really interested. And on all other things, before I would you do go that. ahead and say, now, before I talk price, before I talk price on anything other than this offer up, this is the first time I've ever done it because this is what it allowed. Right? Sure. Anytime. I went and looked at that quad. You remember when I bought my so Hummahai? I was going to ask you, a, I, I wanted you to tell the story. Keep going. This is, this is where I was getting next. So oh. you're on the ball, man. Okay. How did this work out? Tell me the story. Okay. Well, tell them the, the story. I okay. Know. So I see this thing that's on Craigslist and it says, oh, 200 bucks, right? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's a Mojave at 250. It has the same motor as my KLR 250. It's kind of cool. It's beat up a little bit. It's a ways away. So I contact this guy and I'm, I am legitimately interested in buying it because I'm going to be tearing apart my KLR. And I'm like, sure. A lot of these parts I can use. Great option. Right. So I'm going to go look at it. Well, I talked to the guy and he says, Oh, I'll meet you in Hood River one of these days. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know, I'm not talking price at all. I'm just talking to him about it. I'm asking him questions about the cylinder, about the valves, whatever the case may be. He's telling me that everything's amazing. Like they always are. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong there's with nothing, any bikes ever. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking to him and then I'm like, okay, I can't really make the purchase right now. Right now it doesn't work for me. And so I kind of just back off after a little bit and say, I can't do it right now this weekend. And a couple weeks go by, the listing goes away. Actually, it was later on that week. The listing goes away. It comes back like two, three weeks later and it's on again. Same price as before. Same photos as before. I said, Hey, I saw that this is back. Do you still want to maybe meet in Hood River? I'm willing to come and meet you to make this purchase. So he's like, oh, yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to meet again. I don't do that anymore because I've been burned too many times by people sure. not showing okay. up. And he's like, he's traveling from sure. Ty Valley, yeah, which yeah. anybody knows this area, to Hood River, and that's where he works. He's meeting halfway. Yeah, he's meeting halfway or at least somewhere relatively closer. And so for him, it's a big deal to put it in his truck and drive a big diesel instead of his commuter. Right? It's I a agree. big commute for him. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? I can kind of understand that. But I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to drive my vehicle to go look at this. And so I get out there to look at it. And of course, it takes me like two hours. It's a quite a drive from yeah. where I'm at to get to Ty Valley. The quad's not in the exact shape that he described, but there's some parts there. The thing is, though, is I had never talked about price. So from the very beginning, it was always 200 And then all of a sudden, one weekend, he was telling me that he wanted to make 150 bucks. That's the lowest he'll go. And I'm like, I didn't even talk about it. Never talked about price. Because to me, I go and I actually look at the product first. I agree with you on this. And then it's like, you know, you may have talked about price. I may ask you maybe in advance, and I haven't done this, but I may ask you in advance, hey, you know, are you pretty firm on the price? Or I'd really like to come and look at it, but I'm not sure about this. And then that's as much as I might go. Because I'm going to look at it first and see what it looks like. Because you have pride in this. You've listed it at this value for a reason, whatever that may be. And uh, you are a person. I'm going to respect you and what you have. But when I'm there, then at the point, that's the point where I'm actually going to start looking at it. And if I see some things that are problems that I'm okay with dealing with but take away from the value, I'm going to offer a certain amount at that point, but only after I look at it. So the treadmill was a different kind of a story because that's what OfferUp provides. Well, Maybe I'm... people are getting used to that. Is that the norm, I guess, was my statement when I asked you. Is that the norm now to offer before you go and look? Because I hear about it so frequently that people are doing this. I don't know that's the norm. I get a lot more questions. Granted, if you lump in lowball offers with no communication and questions that are so generic they're not real, and then real questions, it is definitely the norm is things that seem ridiculous, right? The normal questions or legitimate questions that show any real interest are definitely not the norm for what I've seen, at least on this bike, mm -hmm. uh, on the scooter here. But, um, I mean, to your point though, and, and when you went and did this, you got it at a good deal and you yeah. bought it. Yeah. Even with a few issues because you worked out yeah, a deal. And more issues than I was really wanting, but I'm like, okay, at this price, I'm not, I'm not, it's not bad. Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, similar thing, you and I, uh, with this parts bike, mm-hmm. went and looked at a bike, and yeah. the guy was asking more than it was worth, and if somebody, you know, really wanted, I was looking for it as a secondary parts bike. Yeah. And so that's what it was worth to me. Right. But you never even talked price. You and never I, mentioned price. I didn't. I sat down with him, and we looked at the bike, and I saw some issues, and I thought, and we did, I did mention You talked to him about some of the things that you be. saw. Yeah. Based on where I was at, I said, you know, I, my best case, I got to look at what all these fixes, because it needed more than he said. Yeah. He basically said, it's a runner, drive it home. Yeah. And we fired it up, and it had a knock, and it was not a runner. Yeah. I mean, it, it ran and rode, yeah. but I wouldn't have driven it 40 miles home. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. If I lived next door, I would have ridden it home. When I brought it home on a trailer, I rode it up my driveway. Like, it was not yeah. a non-runner, yeah. but it's not a, <laughs> not a reliable runner. Yeah. So I, I was out. And so, you know, based on what I said, I, you know, I got to look at it, but I imagine the top I'd be at was the, you know, the, what I offered him there. It wasn't even an offer. It was, I might be here. Yeah. But let me go home and look at it. I would have to bring a truck anyway. I didn't come prepared. Yeah. Cause you said it ran and it does, you know, it yeah. would take me home. I don't trust this to take me home. Sure. So, you know, and then over text over the last, the next few days, I finally, you know, he kind of clearly wasn't selling it, was asking where I was at with it. He asked me and said, you know, I, do you want it? And he I clearly said, was having a hard time selling it. Yes. And I said, okay. well, I do, but this is where I'm at. And I offered him whatever was comfortable, but similar to your, your frame and, and engine on the, on the quad that, mm-hmm. you know, it was probably less than he wanted. Yeah. And more than I, you know, getting it for free would have been ideal. So I was still willing to pay for yeah. it. And we made a deal. Mm-hmm. And when I picked it up, he seemed happy enough with that deal. Yeah. So it wasn't an issue. I think he got it as a gift and probably got it to the point it was at and was kind of, you know. Yeah, it was really weird, though, because he had had it listed at a certain price. Yeah. And I don't know if we could talk about the the prices. I don't think it matters. It was, he had it listed at $800 the first time. And we were looking at it at that price. And at that price, we thought, why hasn't anybody else picked this up if yeah. it's in the condition that he's in? And then we saw why, right? Correct. Now, regardless of what you bought it for... Later, like the next day, he updated the ad and the price and actually increased the price from $800 to $1,000. However, the ad was more honest. And then it was more honest, said it might need a valve adjustment, which I'm pretty sure it needs more than that. Yes. And then said any offer could take it home at the end. Yeah. So he was, he understood. I just thought it was odd that he added a dollar amount well, to it. Well, that's what, you know, brought me to, to reopen up that conversation with him is like, clearly he needs to get rid of it. And I could use a lot of these parts, but I don't yeah. want to be underwater mm-hmm. on the, you know, on the 15 parts I need. Yeah. I don't want to then have, you know, a couple hundred bills sitting in my driveway as a paperweight. Sure. Right. I need to be able to quickly get rid of out of my garage the stuff I don't want. Hmm. Um, which, you know, so anyway, separate conversation, but yeah, it wasn't anything that I, yeah, I didn't go and offer that until I was ready to pay. I'm not going to give someone a dollar amount if I'm not going to pay it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's when fair. I was sitting there, I wasn't, I brought enough to buy it at what he asked because I thought it was what he said it was mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So I wasn't willing to go and just make a gamble on it because I didn't need that bike. I have, yeah. I have that bike. I mm-hmm. just wanted a few parts off of it. Sure. So I had to go and kind of assess what I needed and what the rest of it was worth so I could not get underwater on it. Sure. And, uh, you know, and that's where we're at. And maybe it'll end up being a great deal. I'll find out this week when I tear it down. Um, but, but yeah, it was one of those that I'm, I wasn't going to offer any amount. And that was good. He's kind of getting annoyed that I wasn't saying I'll buy it for this amount, but I wasn't going to give him a dollar amount, whether too low or too high, if I wasn't willing to pay for it. Yeah. You know, yeah, some people could take that as get it being hard to get, but I, I see exactly where you're going and I agree. And I get that way. It does get yeah. uncomfortable sometimes to where I'll talk to people, the tent trailer. I went and looked at one of them was a very low cost tent trailer. Okay. The ad was pretty clean. It had a few issues that were clear. Okay. Is this the one that I looked at? Yes. Okay. Some issues that were clear, but yeah. patchable. Yes. But some other issues inside that were not clear at all mm-hmm. um, that I saw and that, that kind of my wife was very much, you know, that this is, this is fine and we could use this, but you will be spending all summer rebuilding it kind of yeah. a thing. And yeah. I've got enough projects under my belt. This I don't is not need the that. project. I'd rather spend the extra thousand dollars and get a trailer that doesn't need all that work. Yeah. At this point in where we're at. Um, but, but it was definitely, and you know, the guy is sitting there, you know, just make an offer, just make an offer. And I just, you know, I had to sit and ha- be straight up with him and just say, you know, I, I, I could lowball you and then I would not still be comfortable paying for it. And I would just try to flip it for more. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. If you just need to get rid of it now, it should go to someone that wants to use it. Maybe mm-hmm. someone else will get the deal and flip it and good for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, we're looking for a trailer to use. I'm not looking to flip a trailer from my driveway. Yeah. Right. And I just told him, I, 
if someone's willing to put in the work, it's probably worth a little bit less than you're asking, but it's a good trailer. We're just not willing to put in the work. Yeah. You know, and it was an honest conversation. I think at the end of it, I walked off and he didn't, he wasn't mad at me. Yeah. Right. He was like, well, they tried and I brought the family. It's not like I showed up and mm-hmm. made a weird phone call and awkward conversation with my wife and made it all weird. I had mm-hmm. the family there to come look at it. Yeah. Get the full opinion and sorry, not for us. Thank you though. Yeah. Well, he'll remember you and that that was the kind of conversation that he wants to have with somebody. I mean, I yeah. So. It wasn't the ideal result that he wanted. It wasn't but me it showing wasn't up and offering crazy, $200. Weird and thing. Fine. Nobody's going to buy it for less, for more, right? I wasn't going to be a jerk about it because yeah. it wasn't terrible. It probably would work great. Yeah. And if it were my camping trailer for me, then I probably would have bought the thing because yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty good deal for what it was. Yeah. If it doesn't just blatantly leak, then it's a great deal. Yeah. But it interior wise was pretty rough. And I don't care about that because I would probably just throw gear on top of all that interior. But my wife would like to be able to use and cook and mm-hmm. set things and not have the kids scrape their elbows on rough wood and whatnot. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting, though. I know we're getting a little bit off topic. But I I guess the, the PSA I'm trying to get across here is is be a good seller, be a good buyer. If you've got something, talk to people, give an honest ad. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve, and the scooter's the great example that uh, maybe I'm tout- tooting my own horn here, but I took pictures of all the stuff that's broken. Yeah. I took pictures of you the stuff that's not it. flawless. I didn't wash it. I'm not trying to hide anything. <laughs> yeah. It's a scooter that runs and rides well, mechanically you're fine. you're trying to hide things, you'd leave it dirty. But that's beside the point. Okay. Really? Yeah. Because you, you have something that's covering it up, that's hiding things. Oh, hi, Whatever. Now you're getting the semantics. It's not dirty like that. It's just not polished. Okay, that's... It's not like it's coated in You took the back trunk off and didn't even wipe it. The trunk, but actually, if you look underneath it, the fuel tank, all the lines are very clean. Oh, yeah. Well, those are the parts that you were working on. Yeah. The mechanical stuff is all spotless. Yeah, okay. Took the carburetor Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting you off topic. I'm just saying that... Engine has been wiped. Okay. The stuff that matters is clean, because that's what's important to me. I I, With the builds I do, I want them to look good. But with my dailies, they need to be mechanically sound. That's all I care about is reliability. Yes, fair. I know I do that for a living, but I do really appreciate reliability. Okay. Um, Is it reliability or quality? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's one of those that I'm not trying to hide anything. I want people, if you're going to show up and look at my vehicle that I'm selling, it will start like I say it does. Okay. I put very clear caveats of okay. what's wrong with it. Yeah. And very clear pictures of what's bent or broken. No, that's fair. And when I had people come and look at when I had the guy walking around the dots and I was explaining way more than what was in the ad. Yep. I told them that it had issues and that this is what it was. And then as we walked around, I said, hey, these are the things that are custom about this that were concerning to me that I would want to fix before I put it on the road. These are the things that stand out. These are the things that were done right. Look at And, and the hydraulics in the bed was one of them where it was absolutely done right. The motor side... Pretty good, but there were some things that you'd want to change. And I was very blatantly honest about its condition. And the guy I know must have appreciated that because he spent the money. Sure. He didn't, he didn't barter at all. It was at a good price point. I think, yeah, I could have sold it for twice as much if I wanted to sit on it and deal with the tire kickers and the people complaining and everything else. But having a smooth transaction and making more than what I bought it for when it was runnable, I'm okay with that. It was okay for me. Right? Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. I mean, maybe we should put together a list of uh, do's and don'ts for, uh, for buying, buying and, and selling. selling. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly we're on the same page there. Okay. Okay. So what about what about listing a, an item? Where do you start the price point? Do you anticipate – do you anticipate a lower offer such that it's somewhere that if you – your counter offer would maybe be halfway between? Do you anticipate that as a seller and list it at a point where you know that, okay, I'm going to list it at $1,200. they are going to probably offer me $800 and we'll settle at $1,000. Depends what you're selling. Depends. That's interesting. What do you mean? So the Scrambler, okay, I set it the price that I thought it was worth. And I held on to it. I had a few people lowball me while it was sitting for yeah, a number but they were months. like really low, right? I mean, a couple thousand. Yeah. Okay. So but a couple thousand. On a $6,000, $7,000 vehicle, that's not worlds different. That's a pretty good amount. Just saying. Sure. But yeah. if I went to a dealership, I would have said the same thing they did. Maybe. Right? On a used car, I would have dropped it two grand or whatever. Yeah. A th- 1500 I would have gone immediately to that at a dealer and probably held strong to it mm-hmm. at a dealer because I know that they have some, maybe not on a bike, but on a car, they have that overhead that they yeah. can clearly cut out, that extra you know, increase in their price. But, you know, I, I knew it was worth that to the right person. Mm-hmm. 
and I was willing to wiggle a little bit. Um, not a ton because I, I think that was a very fair price. And so I put it where I think it was fair, made the comment that, you know, if you're a hundred dollars short, talk to me, mm-hmm. right? Don't just pass on this, but I don't have to sell it, right? I'm not looking to pawn this quickly. This isn't a flip. This is, you know, my, my baby that I'm getting yeah. rid of. Yep. And I'm going to ride it if nobody buys it. Other vehicles like the scooter, I'm, I priced it right in kind of the middle of running, riding vehicles. Of what maybe even the low end. Yeah, yeah, maybe of the low end of what they're listed. I and I that. just put it with the group. Yeah. And put clearly that I'm willing to take offers, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not going to take, you know, $200 on a, a dinghy. bike like that, or nor do I need a dinghy. Do you have no trades? I. Listed on no, there? No. So, because I enjoy hearing what people might think is worth $600. Well, apparently, dinghies are. Dinghies, uh. <laughs> Unless it's the same guy four bikes. times. I've gotten a couple old mountain bike offers. Oh, really? Like 90s. It was half tempted. No, a couple of them are newer too. It was, it was okay. But I just don't, I have dirt bikes. <laughs> if I want to go off road, yeah, I'm not going to pedal. Yeah. I turned 16 a long time ago, guys. Okay. Uh, I don't need to do the work anymore. I rightfully earned my right by passing a test to make the vehicle do the work for me. Yeah, as soon as that happened for me, I was done with bikes. Yeah, anyway. and now once my kids get older, I'll get something, but I don't need a seven hundred dollar mountain bike. Okay, maybe as they get older and really get That's into it. That's interesting that you were getting some decent trades. It wasn't terrible trades, but I just don't need a trade of that. If somebody had a a pro, right a GL five hundred that was running and riding, do you have that listed? No, but I'll see what people offer. Okay, right there. There are things if people want to try to trade. I am willing to entertain offers for other motorsports things. Do you have things that go bang bang on there? No, but I know a lot of people like those. And me not necessarily not liking them. I just, I'm not very specific. It's, it's on what very I'm interesting for. what people put down for their possible I traits. I anyway, boomsticks, whatever yes. it is. Yes. Okay. Um, people put, yeah. I, and I'm willing to entertain offers. And yeah. I will tell you, if you tell me you got a little boat, I don't want a little boat. Yeah. Thank you though. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the offer. Yeah. And that's a viable question. If yeah. someone's ask, offering that, that that is not the group of people that I don't want to hear from. Yeah, but at the same time, that's offering you a dollar amount. But yeah. they're not going to talk to you unless you're willing to trade. So it kind of makes sense that well, that fine. has to be. We can go from there. And if their dinghy's worth four hundred, then let's plus the two hundred cash, two fifty cash. Let's yeah. call it and go. Fine. Yeah. If I wanted a dinghy, that would work. Yeah. I have no interest in a dinghy, so sorry. This is a horrible topic, dinghies. I know. Anyway, we'll just quit playing with your dinghy. Okay, I'll try, Tommy boy. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, they, uh, you know. So there are items I list with the expectation that someone's going to come in 10% lower. 10%. 10 to 20% lower. I generally have a 10 to 20% rule. Okay. Okay. As a seller, depending on what it is. If it's something I just am looking to get rid of, and it's something that somebody really wants, and it's mm-hmm. a good deal for everyone at the asking price, then mm-hmm. I win and they win. Yeah, but I don't think everybody follows that 10 to 20%. I think that you're alone in that. Really? And I'm just saying, yeah, because, okay, I had a... Now, what do you think people do? I don't know. Okay, so the example is I had a 85 Bronco 2. Non-runner, but a good, solid-bodied Bronco 2 that I'd had in high school, and I'd just been holding on to, and I had it up here in the Portland area. Talked to a guy at work, said that it and all the spare parts that I had, because with those and something that you play with off-road, off you've got extra transmissions, transfer cases, other things from just other teardowns from other trucks, right? This is something that I really enjoyed. Loved that thing. Horrible motor, but fun to drive. <laughs> right? So I, I told them $550 for everything. And I received the offer of 350 That's not 10 to 20%. No, that seems low. What? That seems low. A low offer, yeah. right? Yeah, that seems low to me. Yeah. So I, I'm if just I saying. If I posted at 500 I would not expect a 350 offer. Right. But, but, this is what I'm getting at. I think people offer you such... That if you go halfway between what their offer is and what you have it listed at, you end up at a price point that they want. Sure. Okay. So he wanted it for four hundred. We did. We did four twenty-five. So it ended up being the halfway point. Sure. Right. That seems fair. Right. And that's I'm just about telling you twenty percent. I know. That's where it ended up. Yeah. But they're going to offer lower. Sure, and that's fine. Because, okay, so every time, if you offer 10 to 20%, they're going to offer you in the middle. Right? So sure. if he'd offered 425, I would have asked for And it depends. There's some things that. I just want to get rid of, and I'll offer 20% below what I want and say firm on the ad. 
Okay. Right? I'll go ahead and just go straight to the cheap price that's 20% lower than everything else on Craigslist. Because I don't want to sit on it. I'm done. Right. Most of these parts for the GL, mm-hmm. parts bike, I've got bags, I've got fairings. Yeah. They're going up on eBay here this week, and they're yeah, cheaper than everybody else. Same, but eBay is not the same. Sure. Right? As something that as a local sale. Sure. But similarly, though, when I want to sell quickly, yeah. I just go cheap. I understand. Okay. So, you know, point in hand. Got somebody else wants to sit pickup. on it. I sold it at, uh, I thought it was fair. I thought it was okay. I was like, I just want to get rid of it. It's more than what I paid. 600 bucks. Right? Yeah. It sold fast. Sold easy. There's something to be said about that. I get it. But at the same time, if you're trying to get good dollar out of it, your scrambler. Sure. You have it listed at a certain point that you're okay with if it dropping down. The guy that bought it got a great bike at a good price, but probably a little bit more than he would, could have got Elsewhere. He got some nice customizations. Sure. And if that's what he wanted, then he got what he wanted. Right? I'm just saying that, I, I don't know, I think there's something to be said in that regard as well, is how do you list something? And then how many photos? Quality of photos, right? I take a ton of photos on everything I do. Right, right. Well, and I talked you into including your, your adventure yeah, rides, because I think that's important. And the guy that bought it said that that's what he wanted to do. Now, he didn't say that the it was for the, that he was buying because it because of the photos. Of the photos. Sure. But then also your ads are a little bit long. And I see a lot of ads on OfferUp. It's like, see contact or for more info or other things. That drives me nuts. I want to read something. Yep. I want some information. I want to know if I don't I'm want interested a story. before I call And some of yours are maybe a little bit on the long side, but it's not bad. It's not, you're a talker. Yeah. That's why we're on a podcast. I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people more than I need to know. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Uh, it happens. Yep. Keep your tents dry. Keep your tents dry? Yep. Keep your tents dry. Keep your tents dry. Yeah, I guess it would be interesting. We'll create, uh, maybe that's what we'll work on this week. I think it'd be good. Well, before the end of the week, we'll I post up yeah. a do's and don'ts based on Slacker Motor Radio. I want people to debate this, though. And I want if, people to provide input such that I can learn, too, because I'm not going to say I'm a professional. That's actually, I would love to hear any responses of what your do's and don'ts are. Yeah. And not you, Brad. Everyone who's listening... Oh, I thought you wanted just mine. <laughs> we already heard yours, <laughs> and they're ridiculous. They so were. Everyone, write yeah. in and tell Brad he's wrong. Please do. Um, I do. I want to. I want to learn too, because I want to be a better buyer as much as I want to be a better seller. Because I need to start selling more. I got a Dodge pickup. How do I do it? Tell me how to do it. That's fair. What would everyone like to see in a Dodge pickup ad? Yeah, hundred dollars. Yeah, and it ain't gonna picture be a picture of me in the ad with it. No, ain't gonna happen. <sighs> I thought that was our calendar this year. No, that's next year. It was Brad laying on the hood of a Dodge pickup. <laughs> that's our, you're our uh, July centerfold. Yeah, I, I couldn't deal with the outfit you picked out for me. <laughs> it's better the one you picked, so I don't know. It's it step in the right direction. But uh, no, nah, we we would. I would love to hear it. Let us know what you Ooh. think is important or do's and don'ts of buying and selling. Okay. Uh, we'll create a list this week with yep. everything we hear. We'll add those to the list. Yep. We'll yep. give you props. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring them up next week. Maybe we'll, we'll hash out kind of the, the final results of this as the beginning of next week's episode. And yeah. anybody that sends us something, we'll go ahead and, and call it out mm-hmm. and, uh, read out those responses to, to kind of see what's important. And we can all learn about, yeah, how to buy and sell better on these group share. Buying and selling apps. Yep. And if it needs to be platform specific, uh, do specify. Yeah, that's fine. Cause we won't know what you're thinking if you don't write it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're selling something and have some extra cash. <laughs> 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 no, I, we talked about it in the beginning, but, uh, we're trying to get more, more into our Patreon account. We've yeah. got a lot. Thank we've you got a new that. ad here. Uh, not a new ad, but a new article, some pictures on the, uh, on the oil cap removal and, and my redneck engineering there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of see exactly what we were talking about yeah, a few episodes ago. Yeah, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Uh, but I'm gonna start adding some build pictures from the GL500. Okay, uh, I'll start that this week That's as awesome. well. And uh, otherwise, we'll get some more posts and some more things up, and start kind of using that on a couple times a week. We'll add something to the Patreon account, mm-hmm. make it a fully relevant site to keep up with us, to be in contact with us. Yeah, let us know what you're thinking and uh, and support. Mm-hmm. and uh, really be a member of the community. Yeah, be- if you have a bike or a build or anything else that you want us to post on there too, just uh, send that as well. Yeah, let us know. We're, we, I kind of want it to be, yeah, more of that, the, the social media 
mm-hmm. aspect of our of our podcast, right? The ability for everyone to connect. Uh, if you've got a ride you want to share, let us know. Yeah, we're happy to announce that. Any, anything? I mean, if you've got news you want to get out, if it's if it's relevant to what we're talking about, yeah, we'd love to share. It. Just let hard. us know. <laughs> you can go to yeah. It's really not hard. We don't talk. <laughs> we're real uh, anti subject matters, but. Uh, yeah, just let us know. You can go to slackermoto.com. There's a contact section there. You can always reach us, slackermoto at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, you can go to Patreon, really anywhere that you can find us, make comments on our, mm-hmm. you know, rate and review, add anything you want to the comments on, uh, on our, pa- or our, uh, Podbean site on the actual, okay. you know, site where we host this. Uh, you can really get a hold of us any way that's available there if you just search slacker, S-L-A-K-R, moto. Find many ways to get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. Uh, please rate, review, and share. We appreciate everybody that's listening. We love it. It's a ton of fun, and we're enjoying it. But yes. uh, most importantly, weather's continuing to be good. Yes. So everybody needs to get out, ride those bikes, wave to everyone around you. If you see us on our ghetto bikes, definitely give us a holler. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.